Hey everybody, this week's episode of Ratchet Ramblings is being sponsored by CrossPods, where podcast promotion is simplified. CrossPods is a podcast network that connects passionate podcasters to businesses who would love to advertise on their podcast. If you are a podcast creator thinking about monetizing your podcast, they can help you with that. Their goal is to help you with finding sponsorship opportunities, growing your listener base, and connecting you to potential guests for your podcast. Once you've submitted your podcast, they will list you on their platform and share your podcast as well as any new episodes on all of their social media. They also contact businesses on your behalf to set up new sponsorship opportunities. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit their website, thecrosspods.com, for more information, or you can follow Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Crosspods. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of Ratchet Ramblings, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs today. Um, and as usual, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candace, not so newly on PC on all social media. Um, do we have any network announcements? No. Uh, no. Keep listening. Buy some merch. Perch some merch. Uh, subscribe. Give you some ratings. Give you some reviews. Five star ratings. No one star woes. Uh, got a special episode of Gay Side Stories coming Tuesday on Curtis' birthday. Happy Pride Month to the Black LGBTQIA community. We not here for white people, so let y'all own celebrate y'all on Pride Month. Um. Huge shout out to Bianca. Huge shout out to Gary, of course. Um, yeah. A ton of love, yep, to Will. And last but certainly not least, our co founder, my pot husband. Um, happy Pride Month up above because even though you went shit down here, it was in a good way. And ain't no way you ain't get to them pearly gates. And they ain't let you in with as funny as you are. So, happy Pride Month. I hope you're waving your pride flag from above. And again, go listen to some of the uh, old Gay Side Stories episodes and learn yourself some during Pride Month and don't task the community with teaching your ignorant ass. Um, (laughs) With that being said, we're going to jump right into things. Oh, happy. I want to send a happy birthday to one of Jeremy's great friends, Coney. Uh, I don't know if she listens or not, but he'll make sure the message gets delivered. But happy birthday to you. And I also, be- I also realize a lot of the people close to, to me are Gemini's. Coney, Curtis, 
a bunch of people that I interact with on Twitter, Gemini's. Like, I, no one I have so much damn chaos and negativity in my life. It's only one Gemini person I know that I truly can't stand, and I don't think it got anything to do with them being a Gemini. They just a piece of shit person. You know, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's in any way related to their zodiac sign. I just think they are terrible fucking people. Also, um, rest in peace and happy birthday to Prince. Yes. Your purple majesty. Yes. yes. Yep. And also, <clears throat> do rag Jesus, Alan Iverson. Amen. Amen again. <laughs> 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 so let's let's get into ti and tiny family and friends hustle um so it's something sitting heavy with my spirit and it's the fact that i have enjoyed this show this season (laughs) (laughs) you didn't expect that to go there did you (laughs) it's like i'm 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 truly confused I'm, I'm truly hurt that I'm enjoying this show of bozos. Truly conflicted because I fully expected to go in being able to drag every single element and person on this show and I have not been able to write down to T.I. himself. Um, and we're going to start... I, fig- I figure it's fitting we start with Tommy since we have been dragging him for the last month. Yes. It shouldn't, Tommy... Good for you for finally holding yourself accountable for the way you behave in moments of unrest with your wife. However, it should not take this long to realize when you are dead fucking wrong. Yeah. Truly, it should not take multiple counseling sessions, multiple talks with her, multiple talks with Red for you to say, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. You should have been new. How you didn't know? You was bringing up how she don't give a fuck about your daughter from a previous relationship, and you know that's not true. You know good and damn well that's not true. Yeah. It just goes to show how nasty and vile men, black men, can be when we are angry and taking off frustrations out on the wrong people. Because that's why I don't like the nigga. Yeah. It's, it's not that I don't sympathize with what he's going through, because... Again, Jeremy and I have both lost parents. Absolutely. It's However, hard. It, it's and Jeremy, hard. Jeremy lost a parent very young. Yeah, my mom died when I was eight. He could have carried that baggage forever and felt in his, in, you know, any issues that come with losing a parent. However, he decided to be better and not allow that to make him be a dickhead that my dad wouldn't allow it even yeah you have had you had a full life you never are prepared to lose a parent let me say i don't care if you ate 18 28 38 48 whatever however you got to experience your mom as an adult you got to experience your mom she got to see you get married and start a family and so on and so forth so for you to be harboring all of these feelings and taking them out on your wife, there was some other shit brewing long before your mom passed away. I feel like yeah. there was some, you had some trauma and baggage that had nothing to do with her, but now you feel justified in saying it's because of her passing. You know, it's like his, he definitely has some toxicity within him. Um, probably even, well, I know probably way before he even got with Toya, but with his mom passing, cause you know, niggas love an alibi. He feels like he has an alibi 
to excuse his toxicity, and that's not right. And not like right you said, it, it shouldn't have taken counseling and red stand on your ass for you to get it. Because how do you feel good just treating your wife like shit and talking to her in any old kind of way? That don't feel good. It can't. Like even, when I've been in relationships, here. even we here for oh, go, go ahead and say it. No, we here. We out of eye. Like even when I've been in relationships and I've been mad, even when I and said things, even if I was in the right, I didn't feel bad having contention with I mean, I didn't feel good having contention with my partner. I didn't feel good being angry at my partner just saying any old damn thing. So how do you even like feel comfortable doing that? I don't get that's why I don't like you, Tommy. <laughs> that's why I don't like you. Yeah, it it I mean good good for you giving what felt like a genuine apology, but in my mind it's I, I still got some fuck you for you because it should not have taken that long to realize you were beyond in the wrong and down bad for how you treated her while also wanting her to carry another child for you. Are you stupid? Right. And we see this pattern so many times on these shows where it's like the husband or the man or whoever wants the wants the wife uh, or their partner just to have another child. And it's like, do you see how you treat them when they're not pregnant? Like, when they do get pregnant, you're going to be a motherfucker, even more. Yeah. So, and Toya alluded to y'all having issues in the first pregnancy and you pulling that, well, I'm just going to go back home to Texas and see, see my daughter. Like, how do you walk out on your pregnant wife instead of maybe bringing your daughter to spend some time with y'all and allowing her to be part of this pregnancy where she's going to have a new little brother or sister, sister, it turned out. What is, what is your deal? I, I'm glad y'all are doing marriage counseling, but in my eyes, you need personal counseling far more than there needs to be marriage counseling. I because agree. you just need to work out your own issues. It's your own issues flooding into the marriage. So maybe if you correct your own issues, there won't be a need for marriage counseling, though there's nothing wrong with just going to go and stay on the, the right path in the marriage. But you are, you got some shit with you and I don't really care for it. Yeah. You know, whenever I hear his name, you know what I think. The uh, remember, uh, remember, Medea goes to jail. Or yeah, <laughs> Medea got out. You like Tommy? If little Tommy, that's what I think of whenever I see him. <laughs> because um, he does. Because he he acts so he acts so slow, so like Tommy in that slow play. And childish. Yeah, like a big fucking kid. Um, mm-hmm. speaking, speaking of a big, big fucking kid. kid I am worried about uh, Toya's mom. Let me say that. Um, just because sobriety don't really work like that, they typically encourage you to be sober across the board, not just uh, from your substance of choice. Um, so to me, I understand. Did we just see this with Mama D on, on Living Hip Hop? Yes, yes, yep, yep. She went from drinking to getting hooked on prescription pills. And like the thing about addicts is they they will find another way to get that high if they can't get it from their drug of choice. So yeah, yeah, her mom's not doing, you know, crack anymore. But now she show up at the housewarming sloppy drunk, cussing out the dad. First of all, y'all done had six kids together, sis. Let it go. 
either you that want enough. the kid or you don't. All that, that is what's enough the point? to disarm yeah. anybody. Like, what is the point of contention? Y'all got six kids, four of them grown, two of them have passed on, rest in peace. And it's two left who I think are minors. Raise y'all fucking kids and go on about y'all day. Or be together. I suggest going on about your day because I can't imagine no no coochie getting wet for no nigga with 21 kids. Mm. I could tell you that right now. Matter of fact, that should make your ovaries jump out your body and, and jump in the trash can. I can't well, even you, you, you Well, you would think, but women still be getting pregnant by future, so I don't know what is true, friend. Yeah, I mean, but I'm at least saying. future. Well, he ain't rich. I can't imagine him being rich with all the many kids. But at least, <laughs> at least we know he just pretend to be a drug addict, but he's not really one. You yeah. know. Yeah. But you right, friend. The sprite ain't that dirty. <laughs> it's actually just tropical sprite remix. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, March remix. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, a, nigg- a nigga drinking Sprite remix, I tell you what. What? Listen, and ain't no mm. lean in that cup. <laughs> mm. The Nevada stands for clean, is what it is. That's it. Yeah. Drug free, but condom free also. Uh, yeah, and so I, I absolutely agree. I hope her mom, you know, will continue to try to get, like, back in some NAAA meetings or whatever and not let him throw her off the path because she looks really good, you know, from when we saw her all those years ago when Tiny and Toya had the show on BET when the girls, when, when the girls was in the OMG Girls. So, you know, keep that momentum you know, I want women to get out of the habit of letting men throw them off they square. You know, enough is enough of that. Don't let no man take you out your hookup. You've been doing so well. Stay with that. You deserve that. Especially so, not a nigga with 21 kids. Listen, that shit sounds terrible. That sounds like, sound like a presidential debate. And, that's in the, yeah, and this, the, what's sad is that's an approximation. He don't truly know how many kids he has. That's he thinks it's trying. 21. That, you should be embarrassed, honestly. Yeah, you really should. Um, how you, you know, give an estimate of your kids, nigga? This ain't a guy. This <laughs> is an approximation. <laughs> this is not math class. Like, this ain't you know, real estate, nigga. The fuck do you mean? You know, you don't approximate your kids or take a guesstimate. You should know how many babies you got out in this world. And if you don't know how many you have, I highly doubt the ones you do know that you have are being properly taken care of. And to me, Maybe. like, I, and I'm going to keep saying it, that's bullshit. It's trifling. And that's no, that's no shade to Toya because that's not your burden to bear. You, gonna have, you have to love the parents that you have should you choose to love them um, despite their faults. But in the grand scheme of things, he's a trifling nigga. For real. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, once the number of kids that you think you have reached, like, bills that you throw... Like, bills that you throw at strippers and shit. Like, that... Mm. That shit remind me of how London be saying shit. Maybe so. May, I mean, <laughs> maybe so have 21 kids. I don't know. Maybe how many so. kids you got? Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. Where my sperm with? Who knows? God bless him. 
Bless up. Good hell looking. Good looking, everybody. everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of good luck, I wish bad luck for Tiny. I don't care for her parenting style. I'm going to tell you. I do not. I do not. One thing, so in my eyes, T.I. is a dickhead. And he had Mm -hmm. that super, super terrible flub with his daughter, Deja. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to talking about being responsible, doing the work, earning the things that you get out of life. I absolutely agree with a lot of his thought process on his kids in terms of he had the opportunities are available. He has no problem giving them to his children, but they need to do the work when they get them. Yeah. And he I feel like balance. He has a balance. And I feel like Tiny goes out of her way to undermine him every time, especially with King. And it's kind of disgusting. Because the You know music- what I feel like that is, though? Yeah. You know what I feel like no, that is? I feel like that's her way of, uh, I don't know the proper word for it, Lord knows I'm not a doctor, but I feel like that's her way of rebellion because he controls so much of her life, even though she's a grown-ass titty woman. Uh, friend, come on. I knew, I knew Black Van Zandt was coming back. I just didn't know when. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know when Dante Vanzant was coming back, but <laughs> you been shot through, ready to fix her fucking life, and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't agree more that it does feel like she does it intentionally, and she does it to get under his skin, basically saying, if I could have my own career, you wouldn't have to worry about me undermining you with the kids. Basically, it's just kind of how it feels like because. Let's be honest, T.I.'s, uh, so there's uh, Deja, so there's Zanique, there's Deja, there's Messiah, and there's Damani. Those four kids are from previous relationships for both of them. Mm-hmm. Those four kids are making a name for themselves doing the work. Deja is modeling messiah just got an internship he wants to start scoring movies and tv shows he's which is very lucrative very very lucrative he's doing the work um damani who if you listen to the insecure experience playlist there's a song from damani on there and you would never know that that's ti's son because he has developed his own brand his own style the 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 lyricism is there He's a very talented young young man. And of course, Zanique, she's a she's a talent too. And she's trying to figure out her way. And she's another one. Tiny can't keep seem to keep her hands out of her career. Like she's trying to relive her glory days. And yeah, I think it's a yeah. slap in the face to keep undermining T.I. when he really is teaching his son invaluable in an invaluable lesson. You've got yeah, to work like- for it. You can't yeah, take the, no shortcuts. Yeah, like the thing I like, I like the balance, like because we often see a lot of black parents, um, even when they don't have the, you know, the access and wealth that uh, T.I. and Tiny have, all, you know, like I had to struggle, so you had to struggle. And that's not very healthy or well productive. Um, but neither is just like spoon feeding them everything and not letting them 
have some kind of work acumen, some kind of self-sufficiency. So I like the balance that T.I., um, the balanced approach that he takes to parenting. And with Tiny, it just definitely seems like to me that because T.I. controls so much of her, she is trying to um, rebel um, and find some kind of freedom in basically undoing what he does and I don't think it's healthy because your issue with your husband controlling your life as a grown woman had is your business and not your children's or his children's. Like that's something y'all need y'all y'all need to be going to therapy like goddamn um Tommy and Toya. That's what y'all need to be doing. Yeah, or because t- it's it's getting it's like when when your personal feelings with your partner start to spill over into the way that y'all parent you have an issue there. And I I don't think you really understand the picture you paint by letting your child see you undermine the other parent. If you don't agree with the way he's doing things, y'all need to sit down and talk to each other. But to be blatantly going behind his back and doing stuff, they didn't went to Chattanooga, Tennessee without telling T.I., but the little boy is so motherfucking stupid that he posting on Snapchat and Instagram where he's at talking about doing a, a a meet and greet and shit like that y'all not even being y'all not even being smart while being sneaky y'all just stupid well i mean it's only so much you can expect from somebody with the eyes that tiny got so you know because i just feel like if anything why not just say hey tip me and king have set up a meet and greet we want to assess what his fan base is like at the places that he's looking at doing shows at and I guarantee you, T.I. would have said, you know what? That is smart thinking. That is smart. That is what they like, did. It's not what they did. It's how they did it. They like, did what was it he gonna do? Yeah. Like, what was he, he going to do? Be on some art turn of shit? Like, <laughs> like, I don't understand why, what, what was the secrecy for. But, you know, stupid is a stupid does. And Tiny is definitely... Um, just taking her frustrations of being controlled by T.I. out on the kids, and it's very healthy. I mean, it's very unhealthy. It is. It's not healthy at all. And, again, what you did was smart. Matter of fact, that's what he should have asked to do before he made that bet with his father. He should have said, Dad, before I make a bet with you, can me and Mom at least go – do some meet and greets in these different cities and see if there's a fan base for me there. Because that's way cheaper than investing in somebody touring and they can't get the ticket sales. Yeah. I don't know. I I wonder like, but she been such a bozo at every turn lately. Well, Well, I mean, when your parents are at odds, I mean, you really don't have no hope. Just plum fucking dumb. I don't know. Anyways, that's um this was a good episode to me for a lot of reasons and I was telling Mike about it. Um and I think several episodes that Curtis and I did of the wind down we talked about it. But it has blown my mind to know that Atlanta is a hot spot for sex trafficking. Well, I've read countless stories about you know sex trafficking rings being broken up throughout atlanta they raiding hotels and motels and 
it's happening in, on college campuses and it, it it breaks my heart because we know that there's a that Atlanta is black black Atlanta is black when you talk about black ass cities Atlanta is a city that comes up um yeah. Even though the male here is doing her damnedest to invite white folks oh, in, but, you know, that's oh, a whole nother. Uh, we dragged her enough on the wind down. Listen to we it did. come out on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> come on with the promo. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, friend. Segway no Jones on you hoes. Um, <laughs> but that's very scary. We even, we even, they talked about sex trafficking on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, and T.I. Yeah. went and met with David Banner. I don't dislike or like David Banner I will say he's a great example of how to transition away from hip-hop if your heart is no longer in it because not only is he doing activism but he now scores movies and tv shows very lucrative very lucrative there's so much more to the music industry than being an artist if I was to say anything yeah yeah I don't dislike David Banner. I will say he like he like most straight black men. To say black men has some questionable politics with his activism that I don't like. Um, but in general, I don't dislike him. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, but I thought what he and T.I. did in this episode was very good. And it was like, well, this is good on you, you know, for good on you, T.I., for taking a break from your misogyny to actually do something good for black women. I, you get a pedal. I'll give you a pedal on that. Not a whole flower. Not not a whole lot. I'll just give you a pedal. Uh, yeah, I, I think, one, it it made my heart smile to see Centoya Brown look as healthy and thriving as she looks. Yes. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. Just whenever she, whenever they recorded woman, this, she looked great. Just a beautiful woman. And it's the time that she was robbed of in jail. She spent it figuring out a plan to give back. Like, do you know how selfless you have to be to give back when this country has taken so much from you? They took 15 years of her life. Unjustly. Unjustly. Tried her as an adult. An adult. You tried her as an adult and she was not legally able to consent to any form of prostitution. Literally being abused and you tried her as an adult. Tried her as an adult. Because she killed her abuser in self-defense. Stripped her of 15 years of her life and when she got out, she is working to start a nonprofit to help open these discussions about what sex trafficking look like. Because as she explained to T.I., sex trafficking does not always look like kidnapping somebody and, and locking them in a room and letting people come in and sexually assault them and rape them. Right. What we think sex trafficking look like looks like is not always what we think. And we get that image from TV and movies. It's the same way people tend to think about rape, how all rapes are violent and, and, and rooted in, you know, that's not all how all rapes go. Right. So I was 
very pleased with this episode just on the basis of he put this woman in the public eye in a way that we've not seen her since she's really gotten out of jail. Yeah, the media tried to destroy her when she was when she was trying to be granted that, you know, the opportunity yeah. to come home. They tried to paint her as a monster. And I'm so glad I was so happy about in this episode to see her and see her. Um, like I said, she's beautiful. She's bright. Um, she seems to have a husband that's on her side and wants yeah. to support and help get the message across. Um, but again, anybody, any powerful voice in Atlanta, if you're not talking about the sex trafficking of our women, our children, our boys, because boys are victims of sex trafficking as well, then why are you here? What are you doing? It was good to see T.I. using his platform for something good for a change. Because I ain't forget, and I ain't never gonna forget you on goddamn CNN dressed like Fred Sanford talking about this is Wakanda nigga. I ain't never, I am never taking my goddamn oil knee, knee off your goddamn neck, T.I. The fuck do you mean this is Wakanda nigga? It was a fucking movie. But anyway, we ain't here to talk about that. Listen to the wind down. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, listen Which- to Retro Reloaded. <laughs> And res- yeah, listen to Crown and Collars. And I'm looking forward to Crown and Collars this week because I really do hope y'all drag Lindsey Graham through the mud. We have it on the docket. Please drag Lady G. <laughs> um, that was that was it for T.I. and Tiny. We're going to head on over. Uh, we're just going to fly on over to the West Coast like we always do about this time. Um... Nobody. I'm gonna hold on. Wait before you go. Before you go, I gotta be honest with my listeners and my friend. I ain't get a chance to watch it, so I'm just gonna let Candace take the lead on this. <laughs> um. So I just nobody gives a fuck about Romeo quitting this fucking show. I see deep okay. see. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody gives a fuck if Romeo quit. He's a coward. I call in my notes. I put Homeo Miller because you're just acting like a little hoe. <laughs> we really do not care. And imagine, friend, quitting a show that you're an executive producer on. Wait, he's an executive producer. Angela Simmons brought the idea for growing up uh, hip hop. Yeah, that growing I up hip hop LA is the franchise. Is the parent show. Right. He brought she brought Romeo into the fold because they had been friends and was like, Hey, I'm coming up with this. Um, would you you want to sign on board? You'll be listed as an executive producer and a cast member, and blah blah blah. And he hopped on board and everything. Imagine quitting something that you have executive executive producer credits on because you put your foot in your mouth and played yourself. And just couldn't call nobody and clear it up. Like, you didn't imagine... even have a reason to be mad. You were being a misogynist dickhead talking about she be on the internet in swimsuits and half-dressed 
So fucking what? Why is that your business? The problem Wasn't that is after they kind of broke up or whatever. This was way was after before? they broke up. They were never together when they started on the show. They were friends. They dated some time ago. I think after she dated Bow Wow or before she dated Bow Wow, whatever the case may be. But he was, before Angela's um, son's father was murdered, he was trying to get at Angela, but he was too coward to come out and say, Angela, I really like you. I would like the opportunity to date you. I would like for that you to I try remember. again. And so after her I, don't, father, I just forgot the order of the swimsuit. Kind yeah. Of. After, the, after her child's father passed, and he was doing all that, I'm here for you, whatever you need, you know, I got you, say no more. Then he flies off the handle like, uh, I don't think I could be friends with her. She be on social media doing too much. She thinks she an Instagram model. He did everything but call a girl a thought, basically. Okay, basically. I just can't remember when he said it. I knew he said it, I just didn't remember when. Yeah, he did everything but call a girl a thought. And get upset that everybody Nigga, is, is your like, fault. <laughs> yeah everybody is like how you go from trying to date her to now she a thought and she this and she that you sound corny well it's all this could corny and, and again a simple phone call and clean it up and only your shit and apologizing could have solved all this drama could have went a long ways it could have went a very long ways then you tried to attach the icdc joke to it you are pissy and prissy and you are acting like a scorned lover and you and that woman was not together any of the time that y'all have been on this show together. And the fact that you would go so far as to treat her like that when she reached out to you first to help you get another bag, why? What for? I don't even, we don't even care for Angela on this podcast. But if you if you fuck with me enough fair. to yeah, but if you fuck with me enough to help me get the bag, I'm gonna I'm gonna respect you regardless, no matter if our personal shit pan out or not. You acting just like your big butt ass daddy. Somehow I knew that was coming. I just I'm never getting over the fact that his butt and his hips is that big. And I'm not even body shaming, I might be jealous. You, you know, know, all right, you know, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm starting to become a little twisted just because he has been pulling Romeo and Sam's whole card all season. Like, could you imagine that a nigga named Lil Twist and with the voice that he has is probably the that real look, nigga on the that show? That look like that? He looked like that rat from Rat Tattooey the movie. Uh, <laughs> not Lil Shell. Come on, Lil Shell yeah, Twist. <laughs> <laughs> a dab of ranch. Um, <laughs> come on, look. Oh, 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 <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm fucking it. It's almost Curtis' birthday. I'm making my friend proud. Come on, little Ed Tufay. Come on. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the show title <laughs> let me write that down in honor of curtis birthday little etouffee if you know if you know you know if you know you know <laughs> oh god
Curtis probably looking down like, look at this, <laughs> look at this man, this ass nigga. Look this raggedy motherfucker here. But look it's, it's kind of like nigga. whenever they they brought up the situation, and Lil Twist was like, he could have hit my line. He took he took a joke I made and tried to take it out on Angela and the rest of the cast when he could have just been called my number if he had something to say. Like, I don't understand showing up with entourages and talking about fighting and boxing it out, but you you can't be a man and pick up the phone and hit another man line. Like, hey, let's sit down and chop it up. You said some shit I ain't really like, and I want to clear the air. Just Pretty sitting much. up there being a whole coward. I don't like that. Like, this, this didn't need to be a thing. At all. Um, Egypt met with Tretch and Tyran, and... I got something to say because in the episode, Tyran is opening up basically like a martial arts studio slash mm. kind of like fitness thing because apparently he is he got some type of belt in, in martial arts and he's really good at it. But that meant, that lets me know that something wrong with that family because y'all could have just been beat Sam the fuck up by now and called it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you got all this physical fighter skill, warrior skills, and Sam is untouched. I would have been knocked Sam in his goddamn mouth. Especially if he y'all would've... feel the way that y'all feel about him. Hey, y'all could have y'all roundhouse kissed that motherfucker like Jackie Chan or some shit. I'm about to say, you ain't had no reason to... Uh... Did you not watch Rush Hour on Rush Hour 2? Because we don't acknowledge Rush Hour 3. <laughs> it didn't happen. Trash. We don't know what happened. Um, yeah. We didn't have, like, again... If y'all feel that way and y'all want to put the fear of Jesus in his heart, y'all should have knocked him in his goddamn mouth with your yeah. martial arts expertise. I don't understand how he been untouched. And Tretch talking about, uh, I didn't like that and why, where was Sam and blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. I agree to an extent, but that's a grown titty woman your daughter is. Yeah, She a grown ass woman. Yeah. And Sam ain't got no business jumping in women's fights. Two and things it wasn't, can be true at the same time. It wasn't even really a fight, to be honest. She just two piece Brianna up barely. Yeah. And got the hell on. What she did was let Brianna know I'm not the one to mess with. And sometimes you have really That's got to exert your dominance on bullies like that. Because yeah, I bullies, said it last week. Bullies bully the people they feel are weak. Mm-hmm. And they Brianna, do. as we've seen on this show, feels that felt that Egypt was weak and feels like she can bully people. She yeah, she yeah, even tried she, to bully Trench. She tried to bully Trench. She tried to bully Pep. She tried to bully um Egypt. She tried to bully Angela and Vanessa. She has a habit of feeling like she could bully on people if she don't like them. She tried to bully the white girl that was on the show um in some of the first seasons that's no longer on the show. Like she has a habit of bullying people and being so out of control that they tried to stage an intervention for her on one of them seasons. She was so down mm. bad and out there. So it's like, again, I get what Tretch is saying. A man should never be comfortable seeing his woman involved in physical confrontation. But I also exactly. believe this needed to happen because Brianna has steadily been nipping at Egypt. Like yeah. she's been she's been poking the bear, poke, poke, poke. If somebody doesn't want to listen to what you have to say about their significant other, move the hell around. If Sam is who she choose, that's who she choose. Mind y'all's business. Yeah. 
Obviously, like, she ain't asking y'all for money and shit. Whatever her and Sam got going, it's enough so they that they are able to sustain themselves and them lives and their lives and do the things that they want to do. Enough said. If she happy, leave her alone, please. Y'all have made this so much bigger than it needs to be. Yeah, like I'm not gonna hold you. I just from what I observe, I do think there's some shit up with Sam. Like, yeah. that's just me personally. I do think he's very weird. What I personally, you, l- l- let me just say, like, if I was Egypt's family, oh, hell, I ain't even got to do that because, hell, I'm just watching the show. I don't really see it for them two as a couple because, again, I just think Sam is very weird. But at the same time, Egypt has autonomy over who she chooses to be with. And if they make it and Sam gets better, fine. If they don't and Sam gets worse, then girl, run. <laughs> but, um, also, I also understand the point, and I agree with Tretch, like, because we even dragged Sam for it, like, he definitely should have stayed out of women's business. I get wanting to get have your woman safe, but that wasn't you wanting to have your woman safe. That was you being a damn cheerleader trying to hype it yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like that goddamn, uh, like that damn song that everybody been using, uh, that next song. Like that was oh, yeah. what Sam was doing. <laughs> That's what Sam was doing. Like, no, so, dead ass, he could have he could have allowed Egypt to handle her business. Then he could have got her out of there. If right. you wanted to cheerlead, you should have cheerleaded in the privacy of your own home. Like, baby, you right. really pieced that bitch up. But the way he went about it publicly, he looked like a stupid groupie. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, again, I get that. But also, Tretch and Tyran, like, y'all have to ease up off the gas. Stay out like, of her you cannot, business. You cannot her force life. that girl and impose that girl on her decisions that she makes because she a grown to the woman. And also, and, you know, I might be reaching here, but I'm going to say it because it's on my heart. I also don't like this characterization that a black woman is out of control because she defended herself. Yeah. I don't like that. I, like, I have a you, problem with it considering who her parents are. Y- yes. Like, yes. I really do have like, a Trish, problem with Like, Trish, you was Trish. The fuck do you mean? <laughs> literally stands for treacherous right like the fuck? y'all both are from from new york i think they both from the bronx maybe or some shit like that i don't yeah. remember exactly but y'all are no strangers to having to exert your dominance so that people in your in the neighborhood don't feel like you weak and you an easy yeah. target like again please please get off the gas and speaking of getting off the gas Angela, we gave you your roses a second ago, and now we're taking them back. Because how how insensitive are you? Like, why are you so insensitive to your sister's weight and body issues that you would try to invite her to a photo shoot and force her to be one of the models in the photo shoot wearing a bikini? Here's the thing. Every woman learns to love their body at their own pace. You do not have a right to keep trying to force your views and your beliefs on your sister where it pertains to her image, her self-image and her body issues. You don't have a right. And then to try to like make her out to be some villain because she was exploring getting some liposuction and you like, well, did you try everything you could? And what you going to do after you get it? And blah, blah, blah. It's not your place. Either you're going to be supportive or just going on about your business. She's very insufferable. She is very like I, I fucking insufferable. Before, and I'll say it again. Vanessa is definitely 
the more down to earth and relatable Simmons. She is. I really, I don't, I, I like, I like Vanessa and Jojo. Let me say that. I'll be honest. I don't, I don't dislike Jojo. Um, Jojo is good at, you know, being cool. But as soon as Romeo started with the bullshit, he was like, nah, ain't no friendship here, fam. That's my sister. You played your hand wrong. Yeah, because like he was mad man. at he was mad at Vanessa for even listening to Romeo say what he had to say about Angela. He was like, "Why did you even listen to that? As soon as he started, you should have got up and walked away." <laughs> Which I agree. So you're not going to talk about I anybody think, I love in my face. Dan- yeah, let I don't, alone I don't my think, sister. I don't think Vanessa thought it was going to be that type of conversation. But when she started listening, she was like, "I might as well get all the details." And let Angela know what type of what type of nigga he really is and so how he's talking about her. Maybe. But that's mm. just me giving her the benefit of the doubt because she's never been messy like that. You know, she's Fair. always tried to, that's you fine. know, not keep the peace but be on good terms with people. She's very she's as respectful of the other cast members as she wants them to be of her. And it shows, but I, I that really, goes back to even when like they had Ron's house, like Vanessa was yeah. The, the, yeah. the 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 more kinder sibling. Jojo was just funny, but also corny, but he made it work, and he still do. And Angela was just Angela. Yeah, she's she's an airhead. And to she's me still for Angela, that. just because <laughs> just because your body it changes after thirty, you know. 30 yeah. is a is a critical number for a lot of women. You start to see, you know, a decline in metabolism and, you know, you don't shed the weight as you used to, sex drive change, all this kind of stuff can start to happen to women. Over 30, it doesn't mean like you turn into no old bitch, you can't do nothing, but you start to notice the subtle differences in how your body bounces, bounce back from when you was in your 20s to now you're in your 30s. She gonna know the difference when she get in her 40s from how her body reacts to things from when she was in her 30s and she has every right to feel the way that she feels without her sister trying to force her into bikini photo shoots like i just thought that was really fucking insensitive and angela you should know because i just looked up your their ages y'all four years apart because vanessa 36 angela 32 Oh, okay. So yeah, so Vanessa is moving so towards you be, 40. you should be way more sensitive to that, Angela. And Vanessa is moving towards 40, so it makes absolute sense that she's noticing a difference in her metabolism and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I need Angela and Bow Wow to admit they fucking and leave us alone. Like, I... Yeah. I Leave us alone, please. Because it's it. obvious. It's very fucking obvious. He is everywhere that she is. She is everywhere that he is. He's cracking jokes about still loving her and, and this, that, and the third. And she looking all goofy and googly-eyed. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Y'all grown. Y'all fucking, we know. Yeah, we know. We and know especially how... with the type of nigga that Bow Wow is. Because Bow Wow definitely that type of nigga where if he fucking somebody, he can't keep he no secret. Right. He got to tell everybody. Everybody got to know. And this was and weird. he all up under you. Literally and figuratively. Yes. And this is, this is so... And people might think it's a, a little piece of the story to pick out, but Angela revealed that she has a stalker and this person has been stalking her for almost half a decade now. And to me, it just further proves that the police don't don't protect women. She said this person has showed up at her house before 
has taken flights to where she's been at for events uh, related to business opportunities has showed up there. And yet there's the, where's the restraining order? Why is this person not in jail? Have we learned nothing from Selena? Mm. Stalking is not funny. I don't care. Being a fan of somebody to the point you're stalking them is not funny. Women should be protected from that. Because it's showing up at your house today is shooting you in the grocery store parking lot tomorrow because you won't give them the time of day. That shit escalates really quickly. I really hope that they are doing something about that. Angela has a child. She doesn't, she doesn't uh, deserve to have to live in fear um, of her life and her child's life over no fucking stalker. Y'all do a terrible job protecting women, especially black women. And this is why our country is in the state of affairs that it's in now, because we don't protect black people. Just sorry. I did not know, because I just looked up the ages of the Simmons. Um, children, because I my mind slipped. And Vanessa is thirty six. Angela is thirty two. The um, uh, Jojo. Jojo. Jojo is thirty. Diggy is twenty five, and Russell is twenty two. And how old is the little girl they adopted? Um, Did it say? She, um, let's see. She's got to be getting up there now. She's got to be a teenager. If anything, it doesn't say. Oh, okay. No worries. Um, it's just a lot. Egypt and TT finally cleared the air. And that, that was kind of. My problem with Egypt is she feels that just because she's with Sam, people have to want to be around him. And I hate to break it to you, boo-boo kitty. That's not how any of this works. Nobody has to be around somebody who causes them grief, anxiety, stress, and just angers them all of the time, like Sam seems to do TT. That woman is pregnant. If she don't want Sam around, giving, bringing his chaos and bullshit and weirdness so that she can enjoy her pregnancy with her family, that's her decision. What you have an option to do is either be part of it or not because Sam can't be a part of it. But no, you can't force her to allow Sam to be around for such a private and intimate experience. Pregnancy is very intimate. It's very dangerous. Even a little bit of stress can cause problems in a pregnancy. So if she don't want Sam's weird ass around, guess who the fuck won't be around? Sam's weird ass. Especially talking about uh, he ain't scared of no treach, but in the in the green screen gonna say, uh, Tretch want to talk to me. I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. Is it with you wallet or Walmart? Yes or no? Child, I just... Also, to answer your question, friend, Miley, because um, I had to look it up separately, Miley is 12. Okay. I knew she was getting up there. Um, yeah. That's not a family I could put a lot of stock in just because of their continued silence about Russell Simmons. Mm. Um... We watch the show. I don't think it's fair to task women with the things that men do. Um, I feel like a lot of his behaviors kind of took place when they were kids. 
but to for Reverend Run to never come out and say anything and them to act like, you know, it just has never happened. It just kind of leaves a bad taste in my speak mouth volumes. with that family in general. Um, but like I said, I don't think it's fair to task women with taking the brunt of any type of blame for that type of behavior um, for for them. So I keep I keep that in check within myself because that would be akin to blaming other blaming women around R. Kelly for R. Kelly's actions. When in truth, a lot of times, even the people around abusers are scared to come for, you know, in the event that they end up being the abused. So there's so many different nuances to this, but a big part of that Simmons family leaves a yucky taste in my mouth. Um, but yeah, and also, like I said, Egypt, get a grip. No, I don't even know Sam, and I wouldn't want him around me if I was pregnant. Let me just be honest. I wouldn't want Sam around me if I was pregnant. So just, you know, let that go, Sugarfoot. Um, but with that, we're going to take a break. And when we get back from the break, we're going to wind it up with Married to Medicine LA. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us after the break. Um, we're going to finish the show out. We're going to discuss Married to Medicine LA. I'm going to let my friend take it away because he, he got some notes on this episode. And I do too. I'm, yes. hey, okay. Married to Medicine, season two, episode five, Homecoming Queens. Uh, first off, I want to say um, Shout out to Kendra for playing competitive tennis when she was younger. Um, I played tennis while I was in high school and in a little bit of college. So love to see black people, uh, especially black women, playing tennis um, and taking it seriously and playing competitively. So good on you, Kendra. I, I like to see that. Um, speaking of Kendra, I do uh, wish her well on her weight loss journey. Um, I can it's empathize trying to... It's not easy. I can empathize trying to lose weight and going on a journey just in general, but obviously it's a bit different with Kendra being um, a woman and then being a mom and, you know, post-pregnancy and all that. So I wish her well. Um, I also hope that Jasmine is kind and patient with her while she's trying to help her with this journey. Um, I don't need you bringing the bozo-ness. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're right. I was going to say, but I wouldn't mind having a Jasmine in my life to help me meal prep and, you know, proper yes. serving sizes. And I just hope she does um, with a bit of care. Yeah, Jasmine is a bozo, but from this episode, she got a hell of a workout routine. She's consistent. Yeah. Um, she still knows how to let her hair down a little bit and have fun because they like to drink. Um, but if, if ever there was somebody to help you with your fitness journey, it would be a Jasmine who can give you some tough love, but not be brutal. And I think she was doing that, especially clocking Kendra on her eating habits, because let's be honest, soda is delicious. It It is. It's just delicious. However, it's so trash. trash. It's so bad for you. So many calories. Juice is delicious. But it's but also trash. Most, also trash. Most juice, especially your Simply and your your Welch's and your Minimade, that should be having High 30. Sugar. 
that should be having 40 carbs, 40 grams of sugar in an eight ounce serving. Ooh. That's a that's technically a whole meal. Yeah. Of sugar. So of sugar. But this ain't no fitness episode because I'm having spaghetti for dinner. So sorry. Right. <laughs> I got a I got some I got some minime sitting right here on the floor by me while I'm recording this show. So good to hell look everybody. I, I wanted to discuss um where you going? Because I think you know. Because if we're going in the same place, then let's go. I wanted I wanted to discuss this trip to the California Museum of African American. That's History. where I was going. Let's First, see if we're my, on the same one of, one of my biggest questions is why is Doctor Britton dressed for the club to hit the museum? <laughs> why were you dressed like that to take your kids to a museum? And the <laughs> other part is, it made me sad that Dr. Britton is so far removed from her black side because she's white passing that she has absolutely no idea what it means to have to talk to your children about racism and microaggressions due to racism. Um, it was really weird. Like her asking Imani, like, so when did you have to start talking to him about racism? Why aren't you talking to your kids about racism? You 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 play this role, this old sister girl role with the way that you speak, and you have absolutely no idea of what's really going on in the world around you, and neither do you. I kids. didn't get that because I, I, I didn't I get, get that. that. I didn't get that because I because she wants to me. She never said that she doesn't or hasn't talked to them about it. As a matter of fact, like a couple episodes back, both her and uh, Mac and their confessionals talked about dealing with their kids and. Um, how they parent them as far as that goes. So I don't think that they've never talked to them about it or don't raise them on it. I got, she was just asking Imani her experiences because, I mean, just, we, even though we all black, we all do go through different experiences. So I didn't get her being weird. She felt a little weird to me. Like, maybe it's because of her lighter skin that it came off that way to you, which I get, but I didn't get it. Yeah, she's um and then like she's very she's white passing. And so maybe she hasn't had a lot of the same aggressions as Imani, which I'm not saying she's never felt you know, she's never had anybody be racist towards her, especially when she opens her mouth. Um but it probably has definitely been a lot different for her and Imani and their kids because Imani said that you know somebody called her son a nigga or nigger or she didn't say if it was hard er or with an a and she had to she handle it was it. it was the hard er yeah. um and that's the that's kind of heartbreaking to have to prepare your kids to experience that one day um i don't know if i could have went into that non-violently she she did but she she said she didn't get it didn't end up getting violent but she definitely let the other parent know that this is what you're right this is what you're doing in your household because where did your child get that from so young and i absolutely oh you're talking about that i thought you were talking about when she was a kid and she beat the child oh no no i was talking about when she said last year her son was called a nigga oh yeah 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 yeah, because when she was talking about herself when she was a child and got called that, she beat him. <laughs> she beat the child up. 
Yeah, I yeah. just, mm-mm. but I think that was more what it was. It be, it's be, like, cause I mean, let's be honest. Especially, let's put it on the table, cause <laughs> this was part of my joke I was texting you about. Oh, because no. of recent events on social media, no, it no. is very triggering to see someone of Britain's complexion talking about this, even if she isn't intentionally being dismissive. It can come off like that because you don't know if they sister girl or they Chantilly. So it's that probably was what threw you off. Because I mean, Lord knows you think somebody's just, a, sister, a sister girl, then all of a sudden the old tweets pull up with them calling black skin girls roaches. So you know it might have been triggering, friend. So I feel you. Um I wasn't mad at Dr. Britton. I just feel like, you know, she It came off just, weird. Yeah, I just feel like she came off a little not disingenuous, but What's the word I'm looking for? She didn't take it as serious as it actually is. Maybe because she's not had to deal with the same type of microaggressions. The same type of microaggressions. Darker skinned black women has. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I don't think she doesn't care. I don't think that at all. Um, I just think her, her sight with it is different because she's not, she is very white passing. You know, if you were to, if you look at her long enough, you might think she is maybe Hispanic or something like that. But at first glance, I don't get black woman from her and I'm not taking her blackness away from her. Y'all know that's not a game we play. If you identify as black because you're half black, that is absolutely Uh, Both her and Mac? Mixed or just I don't know what Mac is. And I'm guessing her mother... Her father is the non-black party because when they showed a photo of her mom, her mom is a black woman named Barbara. Yeah, which that is black as shit. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not saying she doesn't care. I'm not saying she was making light of it or anything like that. I just got the impression that she doesn't acknowledge the severity of what it's like for black people who are Imani's complexion in America. And I'm not saying she doesn't deal with her own separate racism issues and microaggressions aimed at her, but there is a difference, obviously. So um, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. I still didn't like she was dressed for the club. I'm yeah, she, still she, was, to, she was dressed like she was dressed the hell up. Yeah, she definitely dressed like she was finna try to get in the cut line. That's enough, Jeremy. I can't too, stand too far? Okay, cool. Let's move <laughs> on. I mean, look, she was trying to get in the, in the club Black Lives Matter Museum. That's all I was saying. Hey, you annoying. I mean, at least she didn't have, hey, at least she didn't have on have on uh, I'm Not My Ancestors shirt. So, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> this meeting with Kendra and Leah. Mm. Um. Hey, Leah kind of funny looking. I, you know, I... <laughs> right? She, like, when you look at her good, she she got that face a mother could love. Uh, yeah. Okay, you I didn't don't, I didn't want to say it, but... <laughs> and that, 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 that new haircut didn't help. <laughs> Yo, she was looking like... I forget her name, but remember the loud um, 
the loud one on um what it was Tyler Perry. What what the movie was with Janet Jackson? Why did I get oh, married? Oh, she looked like the twins. She Tasha. yes yes yes. <laughs> she <looked like> <laughs> I can't. Whenever I look at Leah, I can't unsee her. So it to me, it feel like her and Shanique is two sides of the same coin, and I feel yeah, like Doctor Kendra peeped it. Yeah. Because, um, first of all, I was laughing when Bravo wrote them, uh, wrote them talking about each other in the confessionals back to back and them sounding exactly alike. I love good shade. I love it. Mm. I love it. I, back, yeah. Back yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. We love That's it. That's why they can't like with, goddamn like get Bobby, along. Like Bobby Brown and Thin Line. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's a thin line between love and shade. And you hoes is exactly alike. And that's why when y'all pulled up to that vineyard dressed the fucking like, I almost fainted, okay? Because y'all is too y'all is two messy bitches who keep up the same type of mess. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, you have to respect Kendra's level of petty, honestly, because she damn she definitely planned that shit. She planned for them to get there before she did. She planned for them to come and 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 dress alike because uh, dress alike and shit, and then to get them to see that listen, both of y'all miss it, both of y'all do too much, and y'all need to just get along because y'all the same, y'all the same bitch. Also, I love that Kendra showed up in that damn outfit because that was the root of all the all the all the carrying on. Mwah, loved it, loved it. When Kendra wants to, she can get messy in a good way, and I like it. I don't I like see it. nothing wrong with the with the um jumpsuit. I actually like it. It's cute. It re- Again, I-, I don't understand why Shanique and well, I don't even understand why it had to be such a big deal. Because nothing was wrong yeah, with the damn shit. There was nothing wrong with it. Them shits then came back in style. And if she and like when we first saw like the picture from her Instagram, it looked like she had styled it much better. So I don't understand what the issue is. Why like, did it need to come to this? Why did Kendra have to do this to, to to show to y'all that this wasn't that damn a big deal? And two, that both of y'all is messy and two sides of the same weed. <laughs> That's one of two sides of the same weed. <laughs> uh, listen. <laughs> one one the lace and one is the uh, rest of the wig, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, got a brown skin friend look like a Mr. Bitch, got a light skin friend look like a Mr. Bitch. I'm just saying. Hey, you listen. Um, can we talk about how Jasmine and Shanique couldn't say synchronization? But they always Which got is- some shit to say. Listen. Which is, I'm like, how can you not say synchronization when y'all are in sync and mess and bullshit all of the time? They how? said synchron, synchron, synchron. Up there sounded like Tyrese. <laughs> Little locomotive, like y'all can't read. That shit, <laughs> that shit reminded me from that scene from Dennis the Minister movie way back in the day when the babysitter's boyfriend was trying to read him the little engine that could, and that nigga said, don't worry, little loke, chemotive. One day you will be big enough. And Dennis was like, enough, big enough. So, listen. Y'all got the beauty. Got the booty. 
Don't seem like you got the brains. You got the brains. <laughs> well, I mean, you got two out of the three. And I mean, Jasmine, you was up there saying two out of three of the damn words. So I can't see. <laughs> listen, throw, listen, throw in the towel, God <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, so okay, we okay. gotta move on. Okay, let's okay. talk about this role. Speaking of this, let's talk about this role play that they did about Shanique talking to her nigga. First of all, I'm still screaming at the fact that Shanique has to do homework for her nigga that is like all the five two. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. <laughs> like imagine doing a PowerPoint presentation about what the fuck you want to do to a nigga that is all not that tall to ride the goddamn sippy cup ride. <laughs> that shit is funny to me. I'm sorry. Woo. Mm. But at the same time, on the most serious tip, as bird as Jasmine is, she did try to impart some wisdom in Shanique about this because she had to go through the same thing with her husband. And I'll be damned if Jasmine role playing of Shanique's husband wasn't accurate and spot on. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. She told her, her flat out, listen, oh, go ahead. Dickhead. I just don't like Shanique's husband. And I, I do enjoy when he dragged her a little bit when she's doing the most, but he is it's not a, a very su- he's not a very supportive partner at all. He thinks it's all. all about him being a doctor and this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, she is the one doing a lot of hefty, a lot of the heavy lifting in the household, in the relationship, and she's managing to work. And you feel like yeah. being a doctor is the end-all, be-all? Yeah. But it's here. like when they had this tension that first um, week, because we both, we we called it. We was like, Shanique, done now does Shanique need a battle plan for this? Yes. But to task her with presenting you, like, a PowerPoint of what the fuck to do. Like, nigga, this is a marriage last time I checked and you have to work with her as your partner. Like, she can't do this by herself. And if you help her, instead of just being like flat out, no, then maybe y'all can work this out and she can transition into this new field. A nigga that's five, six not finna bully me. Tell you what. Yes, that I little was bitty trying to Jamaican, be... that little bitty Jamaican motherfucker would not be bullying me about nothing. If I want to start selling real estate, guess what the fuck I'm finna be doing? Selling real estate. Okay. And like, it's not going to kill you to adjust your schedule because yes, you are a doctor. Yes, it's important, but she is important as well as your partner, and it wouldn't kill you to pick up some of the damn slack around the house. Like, it's what women always talk about, emotional labor that many men do not do. Like, it's you, it's the same thing we was getting on Contessa about in Atlanta, but the roles are reversed. Yeah. Well, Contessa was not being, you know, reasonable in her approach with it, but Scott was doing his damnedest, and she was giving uh, her um, him her ass to kiss. Now it's reversed, where... Shanique, even though she is a bozo, she is considering doing this, but she's considering the whole family. She's trying to make the best of it, and her husband is being a complete ass. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we're fair on this show, because a lot of people criticized us of being 
well, not a lot of people, but some people criticized us of being unfair to Contessa, but we keep that same energy. We are consistent. We giving um, Shanique's husband the business because he deserves it. Because nigga, you could be way more supportive instead of being a fucking asshole. True. With your little short ass. It's always short niggas with a goddamn God complex. Nigga, you can't even reach the altar. Can't reach the top of the fridge. Shit, fuck the altar. You can't help nobody get the cereal off the top of the fridge, but you talking big talk. Niggas will smack your little tiny Tim Scrubs off your body talking to I'm me crazy like sure that. I'm pretty sure Shanique got a damn cousin that will slap the shit out of you, nigga. Yeah, absolutely. You better relax. Now, this is what I've been waiting to get to. These last few points that we're going to get to. So, Imani, Contessa, and Britton um, all went to Xavier University of Louisiana, which is a historically black uh, private university. Um, they turned out a lot of great doctors. Uh, I, I attended for a year, and then I was like, let me become an engineer, because I'm not with none of this doctor shit. I'm not with no cadavers. I'm not with... <laughs> I'm on self-awareness. I'm not with none of that. Let me. Um, New Orleans is a beautiful place, man. Yeah. And and pre Katrina, New Orleans was magnificent. Um, it's a shame we live in a country that didn't feel a need for it to be restored to its former glory. Um, but they're heading down for XU homecoming. Uh, but Imani is having a conversation with her mom. Doctor Imani, mom will drag her, drag yeah. her. Yeah. Her mama don't play. Learned <laughs> mm-hmm. talking about dragger. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, trainer child. <laughs> but um, the the most interesting thing in that conversation was that she hid her marriage from her mother for three to four years. Mm. You a grown woman. I love my mother. I respect her opinions on things. But I ain't got the highest shit that I do from her because I'm grown. Mm. I'm grown. So the fact that you hit it for not six months, three to four years, I feel like some trouble has been brewing in her and Phil's marriage way before they made it onto our TV screens. Absolutely. And I feel they just like got mama, it's way too much. Yeah, I feel like her you know what and I've been waiting to make this point and I always forget whenever we talk about it, but I feel that not only that her mama knows, I also feel like Contessa and Britain knows. Cause when you go back and look at those episodes and they talk about it, even though it was not Shanique and Jasmine's place to mention it, and they mentioned it from a place of birdism and pettiness, whenever they talked about um, whenever Jasmine, I mean, not Jasmine, um, Britain and Imani had a conversation about it, and even in their confessionals, Jasmine gave that answer like, that is my friend, and I'm not going to tell all her business, but something does seem amiss. And I feel like people that are close to Imani know, and based on the previews that we've seen, we're, we've seen, you know, that they showed at the end of this episode, we're going to find out that there has been trouble in paradise for Imani and Phil, it just was not Shanique and Jasmine's place to open their mouth about it. 
Mm-hmm. And to demand information from Imani when they had just fallen out, like, well, are y'all stupid? Well, yes, y'all stupid because you can't pronounce the word synchronicity. So there's that. But Imani and Phil definitely going through some shit because her mama was like, "Well, I do think that partners should have space, but I don't think marriage means you have a whole another ass goddamn house." Which I ain't never been in nobody's marriage, but I also agree. <laughs> Like, that was jarring to me. And that lets me know this ain't the first time or, like you say, Phil and it might have been separated for a minute, not just, you know, for this upcoming season when he had, you know, when he's doing what he does with his cannabis shit. Y'all been separated for a minute. Mm-hmm. Some, some, way, with, some in that milk ain't clean. Yes. Some, some, some down bad. Some down real bad about that. We're, we're gonna get to see soon, but something, something in that, mm-mm, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. it at all. Don't like it. Um, so they get ready to head down to New Orleans. They get dressed up and they go out to dinner. And this sort of good conversation starts to happen because Imani just had the conversation with her mom, but then we find out when she's at dinner with Contessa and Britton that she has she and Phil haven't seen each other since he's left. Yeah. Not one of you, you didn't even like something sits weird in my spirit with the fact that even if for this their son, and I say their son because he's been with Imani since the little boy was a baby. Yeah. Um you haven't even thought to get on a plane so that y'all son can see Phil. Phil hasn't thought to get on the plane so he can at least come check on you and y'all, you and the you and the baby. Nothing, right. just Facetime right. conversations here and there. Yeah, Britton said that he she was like, so he don't come and see you, like, cause she did say like something like she's planning to go see him or something. But Britton said, so is he doing the same? And she was like, no, that was stuck out to me. Mm. That that struck me as really odd. Yeah. Your son's name is what? Idris? Idris, yes. Yeah. Like, y'all haven't thought that it would be worthwhile for Idris to see Phil just even if for a weekend? Like, y'all disrupted his whole routine and normalcy. He has not seen who he believes or knows to be his dad. And y'all have not seen each other to connect intimately as as a married couple. What is up? A lot. A lot. A lot is up. And that's why I appreciated this episode because it's given us it's given us context clues about what's to come. And it looked like shit is about to get real for a few of the girls. Um and then Contessa got on Britain's ass um about, about why her next lack of intimacy. That little boy is big than a motherfucker to be sleeping in the bed with y'all or with you. Very big. And she talking about she slept in the bed with her mom till she was nine or ten. And Contessa said, Well, yeah, your mother was not a married woman. That side of the bed was open. You are a married woman. I cannot stress this enough. Intimacy matters. 
a, a way to connect outside of the kids and outside of work and bills. It matters in a relationship. You don't even have to be married for me to say that. If you are in a relationship with someone, intimacy matters. You've got to be able to connect intimately and you cannot connect intimately to your partner whom you live with when y'all have kids sleeping in the bed with y'all who are big enough to be sleeping in their own rooms. We're not talking about a one, two, or three-year-old. We're talking about this little boy, six, seven, eight, too damn yeah. big. He can try to correct his father about using profanity. His little big ass could be in his own bed. <laughs> he could be in his own bed doing that. And she said something really weird. And she said that Mac doesn't make her feel wanted and needed like her son does. That was in a preview. Mm-hmm. The Sunshine Warriors are weird. And if you don't know what a Sunshine Warrior is, is is women on social media who tag every post of their son as Sunshine, but it's spelled S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E. And they it's typically just very weird captions, like nobody like nothing in this world matters outside of their sunshine and shit like that. There's a time and a place for it. Your kids will consume a lot majority of your time in your relationship. Why wouldn't you want to have a piece of time set aside for you and your partner to be intimate? Your sunshine gonna be okay in his own bedroom. I promise the guy he gonna be there when you wake up. That's a lot for me. Yeah, absolutely. Like I feel like this is the type of care like I feel like this is going to be good mess, but like, cause all mess don't have to be yelling and screaming and fighting and all that carrying on for us to get some good shit. And this is good shit. Like when it's real problems and yeah, real when it's shit not that, that you have to unpack. When it's not that fabricated bullshit. Yes. That. Yes. Thank you, Torian. Yes. Like yeah. when it's not fabricated and it's real like shit. Mwah, love it. Give it to me. Inject it into my veins. Yeah. yeah. So that was it for this episode. We'll see what they do tonight. Because um, it's coming on a little bit after um, per this recording. So we'll see. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, did you see this trailer for Housewives of Potomac? No. Is it good and messy? It's... It, it is a full course meal of bullshit and my body is ready. When is it coming? Um, Did they say? I forget, I, I forget the date. I have to look it up. I'm going to retweet it because um, I have it saved. I'm going to retweet it from the Ratchet Ramblers Because listen, Potomac uh, Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition and I'm going to double check and see if any of the Black Inks is coming back. But baby... Like in um, Chicago should come back since they did that break, but I don't. But then again, with everything going on, they might not. Yeah, I've got to do some digging around, but um, oh yeah, I'm excited. Um, I definitely believe Jeremy's theory about them postponing it just so they don't run out of things to show during this pandemic before they can get back to filming. Uh. Yeah. If so, that was a good power play on Bravo and Andy's uh, watch. Raggedy asses. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, 
looking forward to seeing what new stuff we can maybe add into the lineup. Uh, yeah. If it comes if to show, any, we will go into the lab. Yeah. If y'all, if y'all have any suggestions on shows that you would like to hear us give commentary on, please just add us on Twitter or DM us. Um, we hear, we, we want to know, you know, we always into adding new trash into the lineup. So, yes. because yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We love a good break, but <laughs> we take, we also take this shit seriously and it's work. So yeah, exactly. We don't want to be out of work, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's still so much other trash that we could, we can go back and watch if need be. Um, but I like to watch shit as it's airing. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so um I'm looking forward to Potomac, looking forward to Marriage Boot Camp, looking forward to Black Ink Chicago um coming back because it's gonna it's gonna pick up on the side of the the Ryan and Caesar beef where we only got the Caesar side of it. And so it should pick up with him and Caesar beefing and all that other stuff. So I'm looking forward to that as well. We will see y'all back next week we will be taking father's day weekend off yes. uh possibly um and so keep listening to our shit keep subscribing we appreciate y'all we love our listeners uh to our black listeners stay safe find peace unplug yeah. when you need to mm-hmm to, if we got any non-black listeners, thank you for your listen. Uh, donate but open to up your calls. wallet. Don't yeah. Open up your purse. Open your wallet to those causes and to the network. Yes. Hope keep the lights on because yes. we've been, we hope that we've been an outlet uh, for y'all to get some, we share some of the thoughts and feelings that y'all have been having. We are a black network. We are co-founded by a black woman, openly gay black man. We have members of the black LGBTQIA as hosts, uh, black women, and, and black men, because y'all all of our lives matter. Our lives as a collective matter. No black person left behind except Candace Owens. Um <laughs> 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 and her wigs you gotta say them separate entities yeah wigs, so child, we, wigs. Mm. with that said we out and we'll see y'all back next week scrub your old tweets and if you white wash your legs bye <laughs> <laughs>